For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, guys? It's your boy Thunder Chats here with another word from our presenting sponsor, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. Updated odds for everything from live games to conference championships, right through the Final Four in the championship game. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAVE, that is capital letters B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. One more time, that is B-L-E-A-V, capital letters. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunzinger, at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Now that all the fun stuff is out of the way, we have a fun show for you guys today. First of all, it's Quad Pod. Uh, actually, no, second of all, it's Quad Pod. First of all, the Oklahoma City Thunder have made the 2023 NBA play in game. Oh. I've got some lovely gentlemen here to talk about it. First, we got Incredible Hulk over here flexing and and uh, in, in his <laughs> in the stars polo, Champagne Jerry. What up, Jerry? What up? What up? What up? Uh, just living the dream, man. Um, you know, it's it's hard being right a lot when it comes down to predicting this team's record and what they're capable of. But uh, just like most things, hard things, I pick them up and I take care of them. Um, hard things, huh? All right. Pause. Yeah, I knew I knew you two weirdos were gonna do that, so that's why I said it. Um, so, no, I'm 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 amped up, dude. I'm so amped up. I got to buy my playoff tickets like two weeks ago. I'm just hoping we actually get there, so mm. they can charge my account and I can freak out about how I'm gonna pay for them. Um, <laughs> but I will find a way to pay for them. I like it. All right, and joining us from now the Bat Cave, uh, a different Bat Cave than usual. We got uh, the the self named Pelican Killer, Alejandro, Alex Roy. What up, Alex? 
I'm so glad that you used Killa because I, I added the H at the end. Mm-hmm. So, I had to. So, so good job, like Ghostface Killer. Good job. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm psyched, man. I'm so happy that this team took advantage of a weekend Western Conference and, you know, shut all the haters out and up and made it to the play-in, man. Now let's see, let's see what we do here. We're playing with house money. Yes, sir, man. And last but not least, we've got the one and only underscore uh, taking a break from the bright lights of Hollywood, the hardest working man in sports content, Connor. What up, Cone? Not much, man. Um, yeah, it's dope to be in the playing tournament. It was really exciting uh, seeing this team actually get that opportunity. You know, the Mavericks losing to the Chicago Bulls. Not that it mattered because we ended up beating the Grizzlies anyways. But even still, like, it, it's just incredible to have made it this far. People didn't believe we could, you know, Shay, J-Dub, everybody celebrating on Instagram and all the fans showing out at the airport. Uh, the night that we got back from the road trip was super cool. The players were really psyched to see that. And now it's just a waiting game of being terrifyingly nervous until Wednesday, until we play the Pelicans. It's going to be a fun matchup. There's a lot of things to talk about with it. I think it's really interesting. We've had close games with them the entire season. It's a shame that after they helped us out so much last year, getting us Jada by taking out the Clippers in the playing tournament, we have to return the favor by beating them this time. So it's a shame, but <laughs> at the same time, you know, what it's, it's the, it's the matter of the NBA. It's the way the league works. And ultimately we appreciate Jada for them, but you know, they kind of built their own demise with that one. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I'm glad you mentioned the players Instagram because I don't think I've heard any of the other Thunder podcasts talk about this. Like, Shay dropped the hardest Instagram caption all season for this one. Absolutely, he did. Bruh, it was. I I might frame that. Like, I'm not even being funny. I might frame that caption and put it in the office because that was cold blooded. Cold blooded. Well, shout out Sarah Sellers because I'm sure anybody that's listening to this has seen her her picture that she posted on Twitter and I think on her Instagram as well. But she drew Shay and like. In the picture of Shay, she drew all these Instagram quotes, uh, a caption that, like, within, you know, the picture of it. Like, I'm really bad at explaining, but uh, she's supposed to be sending me a print to my new house. And I was like, this this has got to be on there. Like, this this is a deal breaker. I need this I'm to, Yeah, I'm going to have to jump in her text messages real quick and get that one also, because that would probably look a lot better than me just printing it off Twitter and throwing it in a picture. Print, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, just real quick, I... I, I got to read it like a, like a little bit of a slam poetry or some acapella rap. So j- just, just don't the, do it. Just for the don't, first. Yeah, please don't do it like you've done your other raps before, okay? Like, please put some flavor in it. You don't like the chopper style, Jerry? That's fine. All right, here we go. Thank you. <clears throat> I heard them hating. I didn't let it bother me. They thought I'd be on vacation getting ready for the lottery. Every game that went by, we kept bringing up the rank. We were ready for the war. They kept bringing up the tank. Golly! Woo! Now that trick, yeah, straight, straight bars. <laughs> yeah, it. It's just the, ta- the tank bar really seals it there at the end. That's really yeah. the one that. Um, we... I mean, shout to Shay because my tweet about it got like fifteen thousand likes. So I appreciate him helping me get a quick Twitter banger by just screenshotting his Instagram post. Appreciate that one. 
Uh, yeah. Way, way to make I, it about yourself, Con. Yeah, I know, right? What a content uh, creator he is. Yeah, exactly. That's, um, that's, about I, as, that's about as big as a humble brag that I've ever seen on this podcast. <laughs> I wonder if he was saving that one. I wonder if that's one that he's had in his back pocket waiting for this moment or if he came up with it on the spot. He, he must have been game planning that from like the oh, second yeah. it was like, oh, we might pull this off. So, yeah. I think so. I, I think so. That was too cold blooded. That was way I, too cold blooded. <laughs> I don't mean to make an entire segment about this Instagram caption, but I don't know if you guys saw in the comments. Darius Baisley actually commented something like, Good job, twenty three, indicating that Trey Mann may or may not be Shay's Ghost Rider. Uh, mm, interesting. Uh, but I don't trust Baisley it? anymore. He doesn't wear our jersey, so he does not matter. He, He's trying to sow discontent within the locker room. I see what he's trying to get at. <laughs> yeah, he's trying he to prevent the thunder from taking out the Suns. I see. I see what yep. they're doing. Yeah, not today, or, Darius. Not today. Or maybe yeah, Darius Baisley's a time traveler, and he saw into the future of Trey Mann getting a triple-double yesterday, and he was just congratulating him preemptively. Yeah. Could have been it go. also. Could have had a I'll, be cheering, I'll, be I'll be cheering for the Clippers. I'll be cheering for the Clippers. Yeah, but no, that – that that was a whole bar, man. And I mean, yeah. let's let's talk about it a little bit. You know, yesterday was a crazy day. Obviously, the Thunder won against the Grizzlies. It was a game that a lot of people wanted to lose because draft position. You know, whatever. We don't got to talk too much about it. Trey Man did have a triple double. That was awesome. Good for him. Uh, Usman Jang looked pretty good. Almost a triple double. He was aggressive. He was aggressive. Uz was really solid. Yeah, it's nice to see. He was in attack mode, which I feel like even when he's gotten opportunities, we haven't really seen from him. He's kind of hesitant. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I hope they kind of instilled in him for that game. They were like, hey, go out there and just be yourself and attack. And I mean, when he was attacking, he looked really good. I'm really excited for what he can bring to the table next season, getting an off season of development, because that's something we're missing is a really big wing that can give us um, just a little bit of everything. And I think Ooze has the potential to be that. So I needed to rave for a little bit. I know Dylan was ecstatic about that game. Uh, one, the of the one, Zhang, one of the day one Zhang truthers out there. So yeah, he was, he was amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Trey man for the triple double game. 82 is like the NBA twilight zone. Like the, we see the yes. weirdest things. I don't know if you saw you I don't know if y'all saw you Donis has yes. out there. 24. Um, he had 24 points. He had like a 27 foot three pointer. He was catching like reverse <laughs> lobs. It was crazy. I, swear it was like an ai generated basketball game but even still when it pushes our agendas we're gonna say that it counts so <laughs> yeah i mean you know like i said trey man 24 12 12 ooze had 22 9 and 8 um just just real quick i mean you know seven people play for the thunder you know this was a game which you know a total of 13 people played for both teams. So I'm just going to rip through the stats really fast before we move on to the crazy stuff that happened yesterday because there was two games happening at the same time, and actually the most important one to Thunder fans wasn't this game. So uh, Jared Butler game, 25 points out of nowhere, hit five of nine from three-point line. Love to see it. Uh, Olivier Saar had 22 and 15, and then Jeremiah Robinson Earl had 10, 8, and 3. Uh, I know Jerry wants me to mention this. So, Lindy Waters had six points at two threes. And Aaron Wiggins came in for a quick cup of coffee, six points in eight minutes. He plays winning basketball. That's all we got to say. Shout out mm-hmm. Kenny Lofton getting 42 points on our C team. 
<clears throat> Bro, it's it was crazy that that was like literally the Memphis Hustle versus the Oklahoma City Blue. Like that's yeah. exactly what that game was all the way. Because I watched Kenny like at a Blue game one time, and I was like, "This dude is huge," um, and he's a bucket. He reminds me of Sean May, but not as stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is who he reminds me of. And yeah, the, the dude can hoop, man. He's a bruiser. Um, but. I'll be honest with you guys. I was flipping back and forth between the Masters, the Thunder game, and then there's another game that the was on Pelicans yesterday. Timberwolves game. Yes, Minnesota that versus, one. Yeah, yeah I, I kept yeah. flipping back between all three of those all the time, and I was like, "Yeah, we're playing nobody, so I'm not gonna really pay that much attention." But I did watch a little bit of Jang because he went off for like a two three minute period where he was just looking great. Um, yeah, like. Game eight and two. I think you said it best, Cone. It's like such like a twilight zone. You're just like, what the hell am I watching this for? What is going on, really? And is this mm-hmm. actually NBA basketball? Because um, I, I mean, so. But here's the thing: we went into the season thinking that the reality of game eighty two was going to be that reality. You know, oh. we thought that was going to be the reality of game eighty one, game eighty, game seventy nine. Oh, okay. Jerry said, "You're Jerry, saying Jerry we? Are you speaking French? Because I don't know Jerry what you're talking the, about." Yeah, Jerry the Homer. Yeah, because I, I, I've been dead set on this for so long. So, oh, I, I know that, but in yeah. August, and oh no, no, yeah, schedule, we, we yeah, yeah, when the schedule came out, and then in September, whenever Chet, you know, was ruled out for the season, you know, we looked at Game 81, Game 82, and we were like, yeah, I could see Jang starting. I could see, you know, whoever you know, two way player we have on here starting. And so it was good to to actually have it be the fact that it was us resting our players because mm-hmm. we didn't have to worry about that for the right all. reason. <laughs> exactly yeah, for the right, right reason. Yes. Yeah, which I kind of real quick want to bring up the whole Maverick situation with them just oh, yeah, not yeah. completely dropping off the face of the earth towards the end of the season, full on committing to a tank against the Chicago Bulls, who still they almost beat them. Uh, I don't know if y'all watched that game at all or like the final possession. Mm-hmm. One of the most hilarious last couple possessions, the Mavericks are yes. down three. They cool. inbound the ball to Theo Pinson, who just got a triple-double the other day, which is ridiculous. But they inbound the ball to Theo Pinson. He does hit, tries a step-back double-clutch three, oh, yeah, I did smacks the backboard, and hits no iron. Comes oh, off. Yeah. Derek Jones Jr. gets the rebound for the Bulls. Goes to the other end. Bricks two this consecutive free throws. Free throws. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they're still down three. They get another three off. It's an A.J. Lawson step-back three that he airballs. And then they catch it underneath, kick it out to the corner. And I can't remember who shot from the corner, but they hit the top right corner of the backboard on that three. It might have been Reggie Bullock. I don't even know if they were playing with that point. They started sitting players like late in the game that they were playing. And it hits the top right corner of the backboard, flies out. I think the Bulls hit a couple of free throws. The game's over. But it was like the most disgusting tank battle I've ever seen. And the NBA is reportedly investigating them for this tanking mm-hmm. effort at the end of the season, which is wild because we've seen some egregious stuff in the past. Yet, I mean, even we've done some egregious stuff in the past over the like the last few games of the season, which most teams do. Uh, but it's interesting. I think I saw it was like, I think it was Tim McMahon who said, apparently the NBA is investigating it because it like, quote, made like a mockery of the play-in tournament, like that they mm-hmm. didn't want to go into it when it's supposed to be this thing that teams are trying to achieve. Yeah. I don't really know if there's going to be any consequences, but it was it was hilarious how quick. And then they were down by like 
they had like what 19 points against the Spurs in the first quarter of their game against them yeah. on game 82 day. Like it was one of the quickest tank turnarounds I've ever seen and very effective, by the way. A plus. I think the biggest beef the NBA has was this whole hey, Luca, it's Slovenia day. You're going to play one quarter and then you're going to sit out the rest of the game while you're mm. in the middle, in, in the thick of a play in playoff battle. You know, we're going to go ahead and sit you and then, you know, completely lose the game. Like, I'm pretty sure the NBA is a little bit pissed off at that. Well, but you can't blame them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not no, even mad I mean, about it. I'm actually really impressed by it, but you can't blame them at all. Like, do I get my 10th yeah, pick? If they keep, and I don't if have. They keep pick 10 and yeah. they lose a second rounder in the future, who gives a damn? Because oh, that's that's the worst that's going to happen with this. Let's just keep yeah. it real. Like they're they're going to lose a second rounder or maybe two consecutive ones. And mm. to keep that ten pick, considering the fact that you're probably moving some players around this summer, um, makes the most sense. Like you can't even be mad about it. Um, but What's to your said? point, though, Cone, that was my butthole puckered up for like the last two minutes of that game because of all the missed free throws. I was like, you better not just let us in. Yeah. Just let in. I'm like cussing at the TV and Nina's like, cause we're watching the game together. She's like, let's go bulls. Let's go bulls. I'm just screaming, being a maniac. The whole Nina time. The legend. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, yeah, no, I, I was definitely very scared during that moment because it did, it looked like they were trying to give it up. The bulls were trying to give it right back. Um, as much yeah, as they, they started sitting Vucevic him. towards the end of the game. He wasn't <laughs> playing anymore, and it was up to Kobe White to get a triple double to save us. So yep. shout to him. Vucevic yeah, it was, was ass. And, Vucevic was ass in that game. They didn't start winning until they took him out. Yeah, uh, I just needed, gotta, uh, I just gotta give a shout offense. out to Luca because it, despite only playing one quarter, he was he made the most of that quarter. He got up 11 shots in 13 minutes, almost had a shot a minute. So he, yeah. was, he was their leading score in that game too, wasn't yeah. he? Oh, was he? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was no. their leading score. No, I don't think I think someone passed him in like the third quarter. Jerry emphatically says no. Let's or maybe see. not. No. Cause I remember looking at it too. Cause I was just like, there's no way. Cause nobody was making anything for a little while. Um, it was yeah. A- Luca was tied with, uh, <laughs> Morris and McKinley Wright. Markeith freaking Morris was playing. That's right. Mar- Markeith Morris hit more was shots in this game than he ever hit in his entire Thunder tenure. I swear <laughs> to God, he would not let the Mavericks go away. If it was, this was some kind of revenge from Markeith trying to keep the Thunder out of the play and because of something we yeah. did in his Oklahoma City say, maybe it was, but I swear to God, I had never seen him hit that many shots ever in a Thunder uniform. Like... Because he hasn't, he hasn't. That guy, yeah, that was the was. worst freaking, you know, before the deadline or before All Star break pickup in the history of the Thunder. That was one of the most worthless pickups <laughs> we've ever had. And also, shout out Billy Donovan, um, who who I, I tweeted this when given the opportunity has never not gotten OKC to the postseason. So whether that's directly or indirectly. Shout out Billy D. Yeah, I thought for a second he was going to let us down one last time. He came, <laughs> he came through. I appreciate Billy D for that. Oh, he um, he can get us there every time. It's then he lets us. Yeah, down. we we'll see what happens when we do get there as yeah. a result of Billy Donovan. 
Um, I also did want to quickly bring up, I guess, when we're talking about coaching and, you know, getting to the plan when people didn't think so. Uh, Mark Dagnall might finish top three or top two in coach of the year voting. I don't know if y'all saw, but there was a, that Google doc they do every year of like the confirmed votes every time they come out from any of the writers Mm -hmm. and Mark Dagnall is getting a lot of like second, third place votes. So there's a good chance he finishes top three for coach of the year, which is awesome because he completely deserves it. And, you know, we're going to see what he cooks up in his first ever like high stakes game with this Pelicans matchup on Wednesday. I'm excited to see what Mark D does because uh, we've got some work to do from what happened with the Pelicans the past couple of times. Brandon Ingram in particular, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, shout to Mark. Yeah, Simmons and Rosillo uh, specifically, when they was talking about coach of the year, uh, they both had him at number two, but neither one of them tried to pronounce his last name. So, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, put some uh, respect are, on his name. That's the that's the are, next are step. We, are we going to do like award predictions now, or is this going to be for a later thing? Oh, I, I think we need to get into the hilarity of yesterday, and then the Thunder play in preview before we get to award predictions. But yeah. Uh, yeah, let, let's just jump to that, man, because, like, you know, we, we talked about all these other games, but, like, the craziest game yesterday was the Pelicans-Timberwolves, which my buddy's a Lakers fan, you know. As you guys know, like, I moved into a new house on Saturday, so he was with us then. We was talking about the matchups, and he thought that um, the Pelicans or Timberwolves low-key might try to sit guys to dodge playing the Lakers and choose to play the Thunder. Obviously, that was not the case. Everybody that could play played. Um, but maybe that was the case for Rudy Gobert because he got himself sent home early. <laughs> yeah, they had uh two very impactful punches in that game that yes. completely changed the the course of everything. Like, yeah, like some here's say, the thing. Some... Like he 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 was a dumbass and he wasn't the biggest dumbass on the team. Not that day, no. He he definitely wasn't no. because there was one walking back to the the locker room that decided to just end his season and probably his max contract getting uh well not max but you know getting a nice little extension by being an idiot so uh shout out to jen mcdaniels though he's really good and the fact that they now don't have their best perimeter defender for both this lakers game and if the thunder win theoretically assuming the timberwolves lose like i think that they will Mm -hmm. now not having him to go up against shea is you know it helps the thunder out a lot in the long term. Yep. Um, it's you know just a shame because I really think he's going to make an all defensive team, and he just mm-hmm. punched a wall, and now he doesn't have any chance to help them right now. Rudy Gobert decided it would be a little bit softer if he punched Kyle Anderson, I guess, and you know now he's not playing against the Lakers because of suspension. Who was it that was so dead set preseason? on the wolves being like great this year me. it was me <laughs> was it you okay it was me okay i couldn't remember yeah. but but i just it it, it 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 was no surprise to me that that wasn't a shot at you Cohen. i'm sorry i was really just trying to remember. <laughs> no 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 no. i could uh, talk about why i thought they would be good in a second no, no. go ahead I, I i get it right you had a very mm. good point back then but the point back that then. you yeah the point that you didn't think of is rudy gobert is remedial as shit and he's a he's not worth what they traded him for, and no, oh, I absolutely agree. Not he work. wasn't worth what they traded for him for. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work, right? They they need to blow it up, call it a day, and keep this thing moving and get him some more shooters around him uh, if they want to keep Cat long term. But 
Thank you, Rudy Gobert, for continuing to be a jackass in the league. Uh, first, it was twenty or COVID. Now it is punching your buddy, and then something happened with him at the Jazz before he got traded too. Him and Donovan Mitchell were getting into it, right? There was reports yep. that they didn't really like each other, and that there was mm-hmm. some, some kind of beef going on. Um, yeah, I thought the Timberwolves were going to be good. They felt like to me they set up a perfect, like really good regular season team. I felt like in the playoffs they weren't going to be one of like the legitimate contenders. But I did think they'd have at least a successful regular season. And maybe they would have been, you know, they probably could have been like a top five seed if Cat didn't miss almost the entire year uh, with injury. But at the same time, it's it's not like they were anywhere near as good as I thought they would be anyways. So, yeah, yeah it's just an incredible way to somewhat destroy their entire season right there at the end. Because they won that game to avoid having to play win two playing games to get to the playoffs. But in, you know. In succession in with that, yeah. Now they've because of two punches, which is just a hilarious thing that it happened twice. Um, with two punches, they have kind of ended their season effectively. Which, you know, they weren't going to really go anywhere in the playoffs, most likely. But at the same time, completely takes away most of their chances. So there was that. I mean, even Mason Plumlee and Bones Highland got into it on the Clippers bench the other yeah, day. Yeah, something was in the water yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't know what was going on with that. So not with us though. No, we vibes yeah. are good over we're here. Chilling. Which is, vibes yeah. were immaculate. Well, well ran nice. organization. We we draft people, not players. <laughs> Dang Skippy. Um, yeah, no hot take. I'd I'd rather I'd <laughs> I'd still take a fractured hand, Jamie McDaniel's over Poku. So that's <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> why, why is Poku catching his catch right now? What the fuck because did he do? You guys know I wanted Jamie McDaniel's over Poku in the draft. I'm always going to bring it up. I'm well, sorry. <laughs> Are you dumb? He punched a wall and just ruined his contract chances and his team's chances for punching a wall. Poku's never punched walls that I've heard of. <laughs> McDaniels right. is McDaniels is very good. He's really good. He's yeah, still he going to get a big is. contract. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Timberwolves use that a little bit in negotiations, but um, oh, yeah, I would. Un, unnecessary <laughs> shot at Poku there. We're going to rule that one as being uh, – a penalty of some kind. We'll figure out your punishment after that. Was the, a, that was a huge transgression in the pot. I apologize. That was a top of yeah. thunder transgression. So I need you to write. I will not randomly insult Poku a hundred <laughs> times, and please submit it to the board for uh, your immediate reinstatement afterwards. And so. no copy paste. I, I was going to say I will type it one time, and I will copy yeah. paste. No, it I said write. I said you have to hand write it. You're not getting uh, away with that. Bart, Bart Simpson in the intro. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to read exactly. it anyways. I'll just chicken scratch. It'll be all right. But um, <laughs> no, it, it made me think about, uh, obviously, Amari Stoudemire was like the famous one. I think he punched a fire extinguisher fire and yes. broke his hand. Um, then you have LeBron saying that he punched a whiteboard in the, what was it, the finals against the Warriors. And like mm-hmm. that was his excuse for losing and playing bad. And yep. then, um, and then of course, Ennis Cantor. Famously oh, punched man. the seat and <sighs> broke his hand. <laughs> and Dwayne Dedman slapped the massage gun onto the Thunder Court. Yeah. Oh, on yeah, the court against so us. Why did you have to bring up that Ennis thing? I got the replay in my head because he literally hit the shit out of it. And it was immediate. And immediately, like, oh, crap. Yeah, it was an immediate like, yeah, I just broke my hand. That was not smart. Uh, What's funny is like two weeks later, Adams got mad and he was about to punch the sanction. And then he just like <laughs> patted it slowly. <laughs> That's a smart man right there. Gotta love him. Classic Steve Adams. But guys, you know, as much as we're talking about the Timberwolves and everything that went wrong, you would think that they lost this game, but through all the odds, man, they pulled it out. Anthony Edwards is a monster. He's ridiculous. That block on McCollum late in the game, 
yes. block on him, straight into an and one on the other end to seal mm-hmm. the game. Just ridiculous. He is terrifying in like a one game elimination. And yeah. that's the worst part about this is like, and, and I sound like a really bad basketball fan right now, but I was really hoping Anthony Edwards is going to be hurt just a little bit longer than the first round. I, I was hoping it was going to creep into the second round because I don't want to see him in the playoffs. I just don't. Not he's, he's ridiculous. Like, you know, we, we've got to get through the Pelicans first, but if that is a matchup we face, and even for the Pelicans having to face him, like he's just really, really hard to stop with the shooting, the athleticism, and mm-hmm. – you know, it's the motor's crazy too. Yeah, yeah, it's just nonstop, a hundred percent effort. It reminds me of Russ a lot of the times with the consistent motor that he has yep. uh, when he's out there, especially in like big games like that. But um, yeah, you know, Timberwolves won, and now we've got good old pals, New Orleans. So that's <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited. Uh, who were, was there any team y'all were rooting for throughout this game to like that you would have rather played, whether it was New Orleans or Minnesota? I mean, I whenever Minnesota was completely breaking down, yeah, mentally, I was like, "Hell, bring yeah. them on!" Like, hey, bring it. Low key, though, I think they play better without Rudy Gobert. Like, I think they that might. having Cat they out do. there, spacing the floor, kind of opens it up for Edwards to just attack the lane mm-hmm. like crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, may, maybe it's a blessing in disguise that Rudy Gobert will be back for the second round after we beat the Pelicans. But no, nah, um, you know, whenever we had JoJo on uh, in our last podcast. Um, you know, he, you know, he's talking about that matchup as well. And yeah, Pelicans is what I said. Jerry, the madman, one of the Lakers. Give me the Lakers. Let's just finish it off real fast. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ruin the scoring, the scoring uh, record night. <laughs> Ruin their playing chances. Do it all in one fell swoop. Make LeBron hate Oklahoma City yes. with a passion. Yeah, yes. I don't want you or your stupid son. Y'all can stay somewhere. <laughs> Bronny take his shots. Yeah, got people that have caught random shots in this include Poku and Bronny. <laughs> and them kids, all right? That's how I feel about it. Oh, F- them it. kids. Alex and Kung got to take random shots at some point in this pod. Yeah. yeah. Let me think about who I need to take a shot at. Throw yeah. that Dylan. Oh, Throw wow, that okay. <laughs> um, so, guys, let's talk about this matchup, all right? So, Thunder playing the Pelicans, obviously. Uh, Wednesday night at what? It's like 9.30 Eastern Standard? Late game. Yeah, 8.30 Central. Yeah, I'm not excited about the late tip, but you know what? It'll be okay. Um, the last time we played, we actually beat the Pelicans. Am I right? Yes. Yes. By 14, but no, VI okay. was not playing. Was that? Oh, yeah, that was the last time. Okay, yeah, right, right, right. Yep. Yeah, we actually have – so in the series this year, we're one and three. But a lot of those games you kind of have to throw out because it was a very different Thunder team. Uh, I saw um, Rowan Styles posted a picture, I think, of like our first matchup this, this season with them. And uh, Poku was starting at center. Uh, if that tells you anything about you know where we another were at, shot. another is this shot. Another, yeah, is this another poker shot? What's it's happening here? Shot. It's just talking about what's different. No, that sounds kind of like a shot to me. I don't know. You must write it two hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! You keep it up, and you're literally going to end up on my shit list tonight. All right, Dylan. <laughs> 
Okay. I don't want to be on Drew's crap list. He, he's helped me out a lot with the house. So, um, yeah, let's let's talk about the matchup, guys. Uh, you know, obviously, um, the, the thing that sticks out in my mind is how big of a matchup problem Brandon Ingram is on the Pelican side of the ball. Um, I brought up the idea of kind of switching things up, matching up with him, but I something tells me that Mark Dagnall is just going to stick to his guns and throw Dort on him and live with the results. How do you guys feel about it? I, I thought I saw – I thought I saw someone on Twitter today say that Mark was asked about like what he's that or he said he had some quote saying that Dort is going to be like the answer for CJ and Ingram or something like that. I don't know where I don't remember where I saw that, but hmm. regardless, um, let me see if I can find it real quick. But, We're going to clone the man. Yeah. I mean, we yeah, switch yeah. enough that that makes complete sense, though. I mean, that yeah. quote doesn't sound outlandish at all. Do, I mean, we, do Lord comes off the bench and it's a Dort clone that we've been <laughs> keeping in secret, or Chet, Chet comes on the court in like a Lou Dort costume, and yeah, he, it was actually ball. a byproduct of, of LeBron James's stem cells in Germany, is what he was. He was a byproduct of that. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> She's okay, guys. Okay. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I would this, expect oh, you, uh, Jerry. You I'd say I, I think that this series or, or this, you know, this game really and truly is going to boil down to how well do we keep Jonas off the boards and control him and Herb and some of these other supporting role players. And uh, really, I think it just comes down to the boards. B.I. is going to get his. I mean, it just doesn't matter. The dude is just a walking bucket this season. Um and then CJ McCollum. We can't. McCollum. We can't. We can't let Trey Murphy go off. Like well, no, that's what I'm saying. Games. You kind of you you control yeah. that supporting cast all the way. Like you, you just try to contain it to like CJ and Bi and and make sure no one else really goes off. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't we kind of play Jonas off the court the past couple times with like yeah. going small? Yeah. I do yeah, think going small, small yeah. is going small is a big plus for us because teams have managed to play Jonas off the court by being small and i think he just doesn't have the foot speed to keep up with our guys on the perimeter so if we can pull that off that's huge and also with the brandon ingram thing i've been trying to think about it shea kind of makes sense as someone to put on ingram but with what we're going to need him to do offensively i don't think it makes sense to have him expend that effort uh i wouldn't be surprised if we get some j-dub on to be honest j-dub has the length while dort has you know he's a better defender ingram doesn't really get like he, he can get by you, but typically he just shoots right over you in the mm-hmm. mid range, kind of similar to Shea. So if we put something on him with a length, someone with length, like J Dub, or you, I think we we might even like diversify it a bit, like give him a little bit of Lou Dort, that physical defense, who's you know he can kind of shoot over, but then you put on J Dub and he's got to switch up his play style. I think something like that could work, and I'd probably put whichever one of those doesn't guard. Bi on CJ, you put mm-hmm. Shea on Trey Murphy. Tell him like, do not leave him open for three. Yeah. Like, do what you have don't to do. Cheat, Just, dude. Yeah, don't cheat. Stay on him out there. Um, you know, we can have Josh on Herb and have him help off a little bit too. Whenever someone gets downhill or drives to the basket, because Herb's not going to destroy us from the perimeter. So, uh, I really do think we have good personnel to match mm-hmm. up with them. I think we have the ability. I am super worried about Ingram out of everybody because of what he did to us last game. He had that game winner on Dort where it was one of like the best shot contests that is physically possible. And it just he did didn't not matter. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's what he does. So 
that he is definitely a big concern, but at the same time, I think Shea is going to give them problems. I think it was, what was it? The first or second time we played them and Herb Jones gave Shea a lot of issues. It was the first one. But then the most recent games, Shea got the better of him. I feel like, like every game after that, Shea did a really good job of learning from that. And I think part of that is the shooting that we have now with Isaiah Joe, J-Dub getting better as a shooter as well. Jay will knocking down three. So if guys can act on shots, I think we have a real big shot to win this game. If we go cold from three, it's going to be a disaster. But if we can knock down our threes, I think we've got a we've got a great shot to pull it off. Here, here's here's my one big worry with this game, when it comes to Shea, is how are the referees going to call this game? Is this going to be a playoff, you know, refereeing type game, or is this going to be a regular season type game as far as refereeing goes? Because in the regular season, he averaged basically, I'd say about 14, 15 free throw attempts in all four games that they played against um, against New Orleans. Yeah, so he had 13, is that nine, gonna happen nine, in this 18. Game? Yeah. yeah, 18, that's 9, true. 9, and 13, yeah. So that, that's the only thing that really kind of worried me because as far as all the Shea Stopper stuff, like this guy is still averaging 30-plus points, 32-plus points um, in the four games that they've played against New Orleans. Um, so just wondering how how the officials are going to officiate this game and whether um, SGA is going to be able to take advantage of that as he does as being a, a what's that called, a foul merchant? Is what they, they a free, a free throw merchant. Free throw merchant. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see. That It's going to be their first, you know, it's going to be his first experience as a number one guy in the playoffs. And so I'll be very interested to see how that, you know, if he kind of reads that early on to see how the official officials are calling the game. Yeah, Herb plays him very physically. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. if you Google Shea Gilds Alexander Herb Jones pictures, like – a lot of them are Shea, are, are Herb just like grabbing on to Shea. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's kind of ridiculous, but um, that's why, you know, I, I put the question out there last night about, you know, who people thought they should um, have on Ingram and somebody said Shea. I was like, obviously Shea's going to have this burden offensively, but also he's going to be very tired from Herb doing this all game and I showed pictures. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I'm kind of with you, Cone. That was like my line of thinking. I think that you throw door on CJ and you at least try J-Dub on, on Brandon Ingram because, you know, I get he's young. I get, like, he's unseasoned, but, like, he does have the length. He does have the ability to, you know, stay with Ingram and also, like, you know, make it difficult for him. And mm-hmm. I think that if there's a rookie, like, you know, in the league that's ready for a defensive matchup like that, uh, I, I think it's Jalen Williams. So throw him in the fire, you know, and, uh, you know, see if he – you know, comes outstanding. And if not, you know, you still got Lou Dort. You can make that switch pretty easily. I think you can make that adjustment pretty easily. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about that. Lots yeah. of Aaron Wiggins also. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Wiggs is going to play a big role and that's something else I'm really curious to see. And I think we kind of got a hint of it, uh, yesterday with who we played against the Grizzlies, like how deep of a rotation do we go and who is actually in that rotation. Obviously, it's going to be the usual starters of Shea, Dort, Giddy, J-Dub, and J-Will. I assume we get Wiggins minutes beyond that, um, mm-hmm. the way that he's played recently. I'm sure Joe shows up too, so that's seven guys. You know, How many more players do we play after that? I feel like Lindy has kind of gotten some run recently, and his defenses look pretty good 
Jerry <laughs> Jerry is Jerry is throwing a shot uh, non-verbally by shaking his head viciously. No, get your dad too, Jerry. I really do think Lindy's been solid recently. No, no, he has been. I just don't think that he would be ready for that moment. That's fair. That is fair. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. I, I think he if, say, like Joe is cold or they're going at him offensively and he, his shot isn't falling, Lindy could then be a good pivot. I think that's yeah. probably the more, more way that Literally, outside of Shea and Lou, nobody is ready for this moment on this team. Well, yes and no. Dario like, Sarge I'm, is ready. Dario Sarge was give, born for this game. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to give, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You're not wrong, but you're not right at the same time. I don't know. Like, there's, there's so many emotions that I have with this because, like, you guys are, like, calling out, like, all the different matchups and everything. And – I mean, I I think that this game is going to come down to my three favorite things: free throws, defense, rebounding, free throw. rebounding, and free throws. Right, and you know, talking about being a foul merchant and all these other things, um, or free throw merchant, because um, I think that's a great question to ask, Alex. You know, talking about like, hey, how's this thing actually going to be officiated? Well, mm-hmm. just newsflash for all of us, real fast. Shea has been getting zero fucking calls the last month, it feels like. Uh, he's still been getting to the free throw line, but he has not been getting, you know, officiated fairly for a lot of his uh, his uh, down-in-the-paint scoring. So, um, I don't know. I mean, we, I, see, I, we, saw this, we saw this every year whenever Harden was in Houston. He just couldn't get those calls once the playoffs started. Yeah. It, yeah, but his calls are a little bit different, I feel like, than Shay's. I mean, when you talk about a foul merchant, I, I think mean, Shay James earns Harden, his trips to the line. Yeah, that's Having what I was saying. The way that he drives rather than Harden would sometimes like he like gets those arm hooks. I think Shay's free throws are a little bit more like the, I think they'll be they'll translate to the playoffs a little bit more. Although I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to be smirch our guy and compare him oh, to wow. the, the Well, Alex, your <laughs> shot like was it. at Shea. Shots at Shea. Wow. Yeah, what is going oh on here, guys? God. Unbelievable. Man. <laughs> How dare wow. you compare him to one of the greatest scorers word. of all time? Yeah, 500 Unbelievable. times. Um, no. But, yeah, I mean, I guess something this else is, is that something else that's kind of interesting is who – is like our backup big in this game. Do we go just straight small if J Will's off the court? Ken Rich Aaron Williams Wiggins. would have been incredible for this yeah, matchup. Have been so fun. He yeah. would have been perfect as a small revenge ball game big. too. Yeah, exactly. The revenge narrative. Mm-hmm. He's like a perfect guy too to try and guard Ingram at sometimes. You have him out there. 
mm-hmm. as like a lengthier, taller defender who's also really solid too. He's more of a veteran than Jadub, so he won't like bite us on bite on as many pump fakes, of course. Then if he gets sent to the line, it's terrifying because for some reason Kenny Hustle just can't shoot free throws. But he, I really do think we've been missing him a lot over this past month, and I wish we had him in this matchup. But beyond him, like I mean, Olivier Saar can't play because he's a two way guy. Do we put Dario out there at any point? Does he get any run? And like, other than him, is it like JRE, which I don't think he'll probably play because he played like a ton in the Grizzlies game. So it doesn't seem like he's in our plans. I just really don't know if it doesn't work going small and we have to have someone out there to match up against Valanciunas. Do we just, you know, match him and Jay Will's minutes? Do we try somebody else? Like, I don't really know what our rotation is going to look like. And I do think this is also interesting for what our off season is going to look like going forward with, you know, who does Mark put in this scenario? Yeah, that kind of brings up a Twitter question we have here um, from Alex underscore Bowler Jack. He says, what is your ideal shot amount for our seven-man rotation? So he's saying go seven-man. I kind of think it goes eight. I think it Um, also goes eight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think that, you know, obviously the starters, pretty much the same. Shea, Giddy, Dort, Dub, and Will. And then you have Joe and Wiggins for sure given. And I, I personally think that eight spots going to Dario. And I think, you know, like you said, if Joe doesn't have it right off the bat, I think you throw in Lindy, see if he's at least got a shot falling. Mm-hmm. And if it is, you can keep him out there. But if not, you know, uh, you know, pull him real quick. And the beauty about Joe is like his shot really hasn't been falling all that much lately but he's still finding ways to affect the game like he's turned into more of a scorer off the bench than just a shooter off the bench he's finding a variety of ways to impact the game so Mm -hmm. um yeah i I definitely think those guys will be in there i mean i don't know what 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 do you guys want from shay like just specifically let's start there like what how many shots do you want shay taking in this game because like on the season i i think he's right at 20 shots a game Add five. We need about twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, I think like like that. 25. Like I think yeah, twenty-three, twenty-five. I think is a good range. Of course, it's also going to depend how they defend him. If they're throwing like four guys at him, like I don't want him shooting over like three dudes. If you know they're just pressuring him like that. So, but I do think we need him to step up even more than he did in the regular season and just take as many shots, especially if they're falling. Because I think he's going to probably end up taking even more than that because they are going to foul him inevitably. It's just what happens. So have Shea go out there, tell him, hey, be aggressive from the get-go. You know, even if your shot's not falling, you can still get to the line and produce that way. So, yeah. And then I'll be right, right, let's two fouls in the first quarter. Yeah, so I was I was gonna say let's twist this instead of like going one by one and just like shot what how many shot totals we think let's talk shot diet. So if Shays are you know the guy that we think needs to take the most shots, which absolutely is, who do you guys think should take the second most shots in this game? Because I I think I could I could see you all answering differently here. I know where Jerry's going. No, no, you don't. Yes, I do. All right, you caught me, Lou Dor. <laughs> I'm totally kidding on that. I I really am. I am a Lou Dort homer, but I'm kidding on that. The diet needs to come down a little bit. Um, I'm going to say the next man in line is Isaiah. Wow. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think that he's going to be that big of an impact. Yeah. No, I think he's going to be a bigger impact, especially, you know, him and or Lindy. 
um, are going to be huge in spreading that floor out so Shea can do what he needs to do, and it, it's going to allow J-Dub to you know, slash and do what he does and penetrate at a high level. So um, I'm relying on them two to kind of keep the defense honest and soft in the middle. I think it's going to be Giddy. I think yep. Giddy slash into the basket and, you know, timely, timely cuts and just driving and straight line drives. I think it's, I think it's actually going to be Giddy. And I think, you know, with the amount of attention that SGA is going to get, I think this, this game is primed for him to have one of those crazy, like 22, 23 point games where he's just like, you know, doing, you know, like the, the twirling, you know, floater and, and just, you know, his array of shots that he, that he takes. Yeah, um, Dylan got what he was looking for. I'm gonna have a different answer. I think it's J Dub. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I think Giddy's gonna have Trey Murphy on him, which makes it a little more difficult for him to back him down to the basket. I think Lou, if he gets a, a, like wide open threes, go ahead and take them. I would prefer if he didn't, you know, rush into drives to the basket because we really need to value each of those possessions. Um, although he has been finishing better recently, it feels like. So mm-hmm. Lou Dort, you know, he gets his corner threes. Giddy, if he gets a smaller defender, like if, say, CJ ends up on him, please back him all the way down to the basket. But I do think Trey Murphy is going to get a majority of that assignment. Um, so for J-Dub, it might be – for J-Dub, it might be Brandon Ingram or maybe even uh, – maybe like a Najee Marshall or something like that. Like I think it will be a um, – it'll be a four – I think he might have a little bit of foot speed there. And if it's Ingram who gets, you know, some of the matchup on him, then while he's carrying that massive offensive load, Jada may get more opportunities, might catch him falling asleep. I think this is a big chance for Jada to really shine. The Pelicans are going to game plan for a lot of different things. I'm sure they know to stop Jada. But I really do think with all the pressure Shea's going to put on the defense, he's one of the people that's going to end up the most open and get the most opportunities to create. He's done some great stuff and he's been given the chance. And so if I'm Mark, I'm saying, hey, you know, we've seen what you can do all season. If you get those opportunities, just go take it. Just go mm-hmm. ahead and do what you have to do. Uh, take advantage of any mid-range jumpers you get, any of those like offhand floaters going the opposite direction that he loves. And I think with just kind of the way I believe the matchups will play out, he's got to come up big, and I think he will. Yeah, see, I <clears throat> I think I'm going to lean Alex on the Giddy train here. And a lot of it is what you were saying, Cone. Like, I think... I think that they're going to, you know, obviously Herb's going to have Shea. Like, that's his matchup. But I think they're going to spy Shea with Trey Murphy. I think as soon as Shea takes a, uh, takes a step into that paint, Trey Murphy's going to come over. And if Trey is guarding Giddy, I think Giddy's going to get a lot of wide-open kickouts because that's fair. between Giddy and Dort, you know, neither one of them are great shooters at this point, but – um, Dort has shown more confidence in his shot, and so I get. I, I think people are more likely to guard that shot as opposed to Josh Giddy, who still takes a little while to load up, still looks a little bit awkward, still kind of coming into his own. Uh, and Lou Dort famously made six threes in, in a playoff game before, so That's true. You know, there's a. Uh, I think there's that. And then you know, obviously, like Giddy's going to be in attack mode, like from the get go. Like Jonas Valanciunas, like he's a good big man in his own right, but he's not a rim protector. And um, I, 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 I think Josh Giddy's going to have, you know, not he's not going to have his way, but I don't think he's going to have a lot of issues getting to the lane um, on this team. Um, now, I do want to say about Lou Dort, um, 
I don't want us to fall into the trap that the Rockets laid for us in Game 7 a couple years ago. It was awesome to see Lou Dort go in there and knock down six threes. It was awesome to see him you know, score 30 points as an undrafted rookie in a Game 7. That was amazing to see. It completely took everybody else out of rhythm in that game because they were leaving Lou Dort open on purpose, and it was awesome that he was able to knock down those shots and he was able to step up when he called upon. But at the same time, we started relying on Lou Dort instead of guys like Shago Alexander, Dennis Schroeder, Chris Paul, who was, you know, the top clutch scorer in the league that year. And, you know, it kind of took us out of our game. So this, you know, in this game, like, I, I just want us to, you know, not let Lou Dort shoot the ball 20 times, basically. Because, yeah. Uh, one, I think that his energy is better served on the defensive end. But two, like this game has to come down to Shea, obviously. But I think Giddy is the next up in terms of offensive load of you know who who this game is going to come down to. So, yeah, that, I mean, I think that deal. I think that's a great point. What you were saying about uh, using Trey Murphy as a help defender in those scenarios, I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. We've seen Shea and Giddy have a lot of chemistry too on those. Like Shea gets into the paint, the defense swarms him. Someone has to cut or make a play, and Josh is the one who ends up making that play. We've seen that a lot recently. We saw it a couple of times in the win over who is the most the, not the Grizzlies. Who is the other team that we recently yes. played? I'm, Jazz, thank you. I was completely blank on who it was. Uh, we saw that a couple times, I felt like, in the Utah game. And it. I think it can be really valuable, you know, if they do end up going small as well. Trey Murphy's got height, but he is shorter than Josh Giddy, So Josh mm-hmm. isn't going to back him down. But Josh might have that, you know, push shot a little bit more available to him if they do end up going small. Uh, so I think that's a good point. I really do think it's going to be like Giddy and Jadab kind of around that realm. And like what Jerry was saying with Isaiah Joe I could see a scenario where if Joe gets hot or if he's, you know, running off screens and the Pelicans are really committing to Shea, where Joe starts to get more and more evolved, especially, you know, if his shots are actually falling. Dylan, I agree with you with Dort. If he's knocking down threes, amazing. I definitely want to keep seeing him shoot those shots if they're wide open. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see as many of the contested threes that we've seen sometimes where it feels like we've got like 10 seconds off on the shot clock. He catches the ball. The defender is spaced out and he's like, I can knock this three down. He shoots it. And sometimes it goes in, but we've got to try and get the best shots possible. If you've got a, you know, like kind of pump fake and then start attacking the basket, maybe another shooter gets open kick out kind of thing like that. We've, we can't settle. If we settle for a bunch of shots, we're going to end up losing this game. And I don't think we stand much of a chance. We've got to take advantage of what um, the Pelicans defense gives us. And I do believe like what you two were saying with Giddy uh, being super involved. I think that's, that's critical. That's, it's going to be big for him. I don't know. I wonder how they're going to match up when Shay's off the court. I wonder who they have on him consistently. If it is Trey Murphy, if maybe Herb Jones gets some of those minutes too. Uh, if it's like a Najee Marshall or someone like that, but Giddy's he's got to take advantage of the mismatches that he can find. And we need to do whatever we can to get anybody switch or CJ McCollum switched onto anybody because there is nobody on this team that I believe CJ can consistently guard. So if we can get like CJ guarding Shea consistently or Josh or Jada, like it's going to be a field day out there. So that's oh, yeah. something I'm going to Exactly. Okay. Imagine uh, CJ McCollum uh, switching on to Lindy Waters and Lindy Waters just breaks his ankles. Exactly. Lindy, Lindy backs him all the way down to the basket. <laughs> poster dunk right there at the end. 
Oh, be amazing. Um, all right, guys, we asked some Twitter questions, and a lot of these have to do with the playing games. So we're going to go ahead and cover them and, you know, as it pertains to the playing game. Alex Bowerjack also asked another question, says, what do you think the Thunder should do against the zone defense if the Pelicans run a zone defense against them? Um, a lot of teams like to run a zone against the Thunder just because, you know, they aren't the greatest shooters, and, you know, it kind of makes it hard for Shea to get into the paint. But I think we've kind of seen what to do in the zone um, in the Utah game. Um, they had Josh Giddy as, you know, kind of the guy to the just center. yeah plop him right there in the middle of the zone, you know, run back door cuts, you know, kick it back out to shooters and like literally just let him operate. And yeah. I, I think that play zone at your own risk and it's OKC because I think that they've, you know, they've kind of figured that out a little bit. They didn't do it the entire game in the Utah game. They kind of put it in their back pocket, let some other people, you know. I think Dario was the middleman a lot of times in the zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think that that is a very effective way to play against the zone if Pelicans really try to do that. I personally don't think Pelicans will. You know, like I said, I think that they, at the very least, they would run boxing one because I think they're going to have Herb Jones on Shea every time Shea is on the court and like I said, probably Trey Murphy shadow him as well. But uh, yeah, that's, that's how I feel about the zone. What about you guys? Uh, my basketball coach in high school told me that the best way to beat a zone is to beat it from the middle. So I'm going to stick to that philosophy and think that we have the shooters and the folks to beat it. Um, I would bet my bottom dollar, my last dollar in my wallet, that that's exactly what they're going to come out in the middle. Um, and we're going to have to get them out of that really quickly. And then if we are unsuccessful in being able to execute on the offensive end, um, man, we're going to have to push the pace to kind of make that up for us uh, and and really push the pace. I'm talking like ball hits the net, it's gone, um, and it's already moving up the court. So, um, yeah, try it out. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do begin in that because it feels like, I mean, even in the Jazz game for a little bit, it did frustrate us before we figured it out. And once we figured it out, we were destroying it and they eventually had to switch out. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if it is something that they start. I do think they have better personnel to execute it than Utah did in that game, obviously, sitting a bunch of guys. But like you were saying, Dylan, I think we did see the recipe. So if we can execute that, then I don't think they'll be in it for long. But if we're not hitting our shots in the middle there, the shooters aren't knocking down the open looks that they get and they are able to stay in that for longer, it could get ugly. So it's going to be really important if that does show up, just as soon as you can execute, hit that middle spot, whether it's, you know, Giddy in that middle spot or even Jay will, I think, got some opportunities in the middle there against the Jazz too, where he was operating. He got mm-hmm. a couple open threes. For, I think it was Isaiah Joe got a couple of open ones in that game because of Jay Will setting big body screens in the middle and dribble handoffs and stuff like that. So hopefully we see us kind of knock them out of that. But that is something that I thought about that a defense or a zone defense could be a little bit concerning. Fingers crossed though, that that jazz game was some good experience for us to realize, Hey, this is what we need to do in that scenario. Well, and there should only be three guys in the center. Giddy, J will J dub. That's it. No one else. Should be running. Dario was cooking, Jerry. No, man, he makes a lot of weird, <laughs> funny decisions. Like I, and I'm sorry, I just can't trust the Sarge experiment just yet. I just can't. Um, it's it's great at times. Size. Yeah, no, it's it's great at times, and other times I'm like, what in the hell are you and that mustache doing? 
Um, Let him cook. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that, if I could trust it. Um, but I just Dario think that those welcome, welcome to the Stray Awards. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> Dario Sarge's just, mustache in particular. I'm still exactly. waiting for Cone Shot, man. It won't yeah. come. It won't. <laughs> My- I won't do it. Okay, my shot was not a real shot, so y'all need to chill out with that. All right, okay. Shay Hater. Yeah. yeah. Shader. We get it, we get it uh, Alex. All right, Alex, this question is for you, man, because, um, yeah, I mean, we pretty much covered every base on the zone. So uh, this is for you, an original question from at It's Mary Ship says, do you think we get a more varied lineup slash rotation? Or are we going with the same starters we've seen for the past couple months. Uh, I think the starting lineup will stay the same, but rotation-wise, like, h- how do you see that playing out? Uh, so, I think it was, it was a telltale sign of who only played, like, five minutes in the last game. And, you know, we saw Aaron Wiggins play, like, five minutes, and we saw uh, Lindy play, like, six minutes. Um, so, I, I think – I do think as far as – you know, rotation-wise, you have your five starters. Um, you're going to have Isaiah Joe. You're going to have Aaron Wiggins. Uh, and you're probably going to have some form of Lindy Waters slash Dario Saric out there um, as far as, you know, like we see that with the big games that we've played. Uh, we're not going to play Trey Mann. We're not going to play JRE, Poku, whoever, you know, whoever else. Um, we're going to stick with those eight to nine guys and – we're going to keep their minutes probably down, you know, below 10. And we're probably going to play Shea, Dub, you know, Giddy, Dort, probably about 38 minutes. How would you do the uh, the the rotations? Like, I mean, like, who, who's your first sub? So I would, I would definitely not have any three, you know, all three of them out at the same time, like, like mm-hmm. you've done a little bit, you know, this season. So as far as taking people out, I mean, I would I would probably do Giddy first, um, then probably Shea, then Dub last, and then bring back you know Giddy. Just I, I'd probably do that rotation. Who's first man off the bench for you? Oh Isaiah Joe. All right, G- gotta be Zay, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Zay Joe, baby. I kind of yeah, disagree I mean, with that because I think it's just going to matter on the matchup. What's on the other side of the floor? You know what I mean? I think is what's going to be the big indicator of that as far as who comes out first or last or, you know what I mean, whatever. Doesn't matter. Joe cooks them. Bring in or the microwave. that too, yeah. Being the first off the bench, things. yeah. They could have Gary Payton out there going, Isaiah, Joe, don't care. Six threes. <laughs> <laughs> Not scared. Absolutely. I mean, about, about the only thing that I would see instead of Isaiah, Joe, would be if Brandon Ingram is cooking in the first six minutes, he may want to bring in Wiggins just to kind of, you know, give him a different look. Yeah. All right, rapid fire on this one. Uh, we can all kind of go around. I'll, I'll call on you here. So who do you think will have a breakout game in the play-in game? Uh, we'll start with Cone. Breakout game. I'm going to stick with what I said earlier. I think J-Dub shows out. I think he has an amazing performance and is a big reason why we end up beating the Pelicans. Uh, he had a kind of a showing out over the course of this season, especially in that Lakers game where he helped torch the Lakers to spoil LeBron's record-breaking night. I think he does it again against the Pelicans, and if he does get the chance on Brandon Ingram, even if he doesn't stop him, he's going to slow him a little bit, and ultimately he comes out of this as someone that's on a lot of people's radar to become a star very, very soon, if not, he, he already is. All right, Jerry. Um. I'm going to have to go with 
I'm going to go J-Dub also. I think that's the safest bet. And, um, after just, you know, talking to JoJo last week and um, kind of understanding his mindset and the way that he kind of looks at things, um, if that was all true, mind you, I'm sure it is, but... Um, Taking shots at JoJo? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just... Because you never know on those types of things. That's mm. all that is. That's not, not a <laughs> shot. But I'm just saying... Um, I mean, hell, my wife says I'm the best man ever, and I know that's a lie. So, um, but no, but in, in all seriousness, I, I think J Dub's due for one. Um, I think that he's had kind of a an up and down end of the season from just like a scoring perspective and being consistent on that end, um, to where I think that he's gonna be a hell of a lot hungrier. And you know, my kind of hot take on it is he's going to be way more valuable on defense. That's going to lead to offense for himself and others. I think that's where his value is going to lie in at. It's not going to be just straight from points and rebounds and assists. All right. What about you, Alex? Man, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, it's, it's his second year and, and he's been kind of underrated this entire year, you know, after he, he got real good. And I think, you know, I, I think Josh Giddy is, is due for, you know, it's it's been a lot of Shea this year. It's been a lot of J-Dub this year, deservedly so. Um, but, again, Giddy's kind of flown under the wire, under the, you know, the wire a little bit. And I, I think this is the stage where, where names get made. And so, you know, I, I do think that Giddy could probably have, like I said, one of those weird, you know, 25-point games, um, and people will take notice. So he's my breakout. I also want to mention real quick, Isaiah Joe, if he comes out off the bench and is just scorching hot and knocks in a few threes, uh, the timeline's going to be full of people like, who the hell is this guy? Like, he's just killing us type of thing, even though they should know at this point if the NBA put him in the three-point contest. But no, I'm not so mad about that. Continue on. <laughs> I'm just gonna Julius say, Randall you, is a much better three-point shooter. Yeah, thank God we put Julius Randall in there <laughs> instead of Isaiah Joe. All right, for my pick, I'm just going to take the man that saved basketball, Aaron Wiggins. The man just makes winning plays. He does. And he's going to have people questioning who the who the better A. Wiggins is in the NBA. Ooh, we hope so. All right, and that was that was from at Acton like Wilt. By the way, I don't think I mentioned his at. So, uh, shout out to him for that question. Uh, we got a couple more questions here about the play in. Uh, so. At OKC Skittles, shout out Skit, says, who's going to be the second and third best players in the play-in game? Obviously, Shea is number one. Um, guys, I mean, this could fall into who you think takes the second most shots, or this can be more defense. So, again, just rapid fire. I'm going to go reverse order, uh, except for myself. I'm going to go to Alex first. So, so I'm going to go just total game. And so I'm going to say that the second best player is going to be Brandon Ingram. Uh, and then I think that the third best player is going to be the determining factor as to who wins the game. Um, and I think that's going to be, uh, it's going to be giddy. Okay. I, I will say that he said best place for OKC, but it's fine. We, we, we oh, can okay. be Brandon Ingram. I didn't, I didn't hear that part. Okay. You're fine. Well, Brandon, Brandon he Ingram added in another the, tweet. It's going to be on the thunder here in about two years. So there you go. Nice save. Good job, Alex. All right. Back to Jerry. I thought you said this is reverse order. I'm still in the middle. Yes, that I'm is how reverse order works. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go, I think it's going to be J-Dub and 
it may not be on the scoring sheet again. I think that Lou Dort is going to be very important to us in this game, um, especially since he's been here, done that, bought the T-shirt in these types of situations. It's done it all stinking year for us in some way, shape, or form. Minus like a handful of games. He just totally crapped the bed. Not going to mention the last <laughs> one that he played, but I think he figures it out from there. All right. I love the caveat. Ooh. What about you, Cone? Uh, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to go Jadam and Giddy in some order. Uh, I think Giddy's playmaking will be incredibly valuable to this team when Shea's off the court. We need him to step up big, limit those turnovers, pick apart the defense like I think he can. Uh, and then, like I mentioned, I think Jadam is in for a really big game. So I'm going to go with those three guys. All right. We'll love it. Uh, I think that, yeah, I'm going to go with Giddy as my number two. And, uh, I think I'm going to go dub as well. I don't want to be boring, but, I mean, that's it is what it is, man. I think Giddy is going to have his fingerprints all over this game. Uh, I think there's a shot that he has a uh, very high usage triple-double in terms of, like, you know, over 10 rebounds, like probably, like, 14 rebounds, maybe, like, 9, 10, 11 assists, and somewhere in, like, the 18 to 22 points. Like, I, I think he's his fingerprints going to be all over this game. And Dub, I mean, like I said, man, I just think that he's going to take that matchup. He's going to take it personally, and I think that he's going to rise to the occasion. So uh, I need that out of Dub. Uh, you know, this isn't the question, but this was another guy that I think might break out. There's a legitimate chance Boom Williams comes out there and knocks down a couple threes, plays some admirable defense on Jonas Valanciunas and takes a few charges and just wins the hearts of, you know, NBA fans all over the place. So My, my ideal scenario is – Shea hits a big shot to put us up one with like three seconds to go. Pelicans inbound the ball. Brandon Ingram gets downhill, goes it for a layup. Jalen Williams <laughs> slides right in, charge, thunder win. That would be so amazing. Would be absolutely incredible. People would never stop crying about it, and it would be one of the funniest moments to wrap up a playing game of all time. So, See, I, I have Twitter blue, so I can go more than, uh, what is it, uh, 200-something characters. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you could just do the show more. I will literally type boom as long as Twitter will let me type boom. Like, I don't know how many characters we can get to that, but like... You, it, might, you might get suspended <laughs> because you'll take up too much data in Twitter's database. I just broke the compression algorithm of Twitter. That'd That's about 67 different booms by my calculations. Um, all right, let's see here. We got two more questions, or no, three more questions before we move on to kind of a war prediction or playing predictions. We, we do war predictions in another show um, because we've kind of gone long. We've had a lot to talk about. Uh, at Uptown Funk 45 asked, How crucial is it for experience to get into the playoffs? And uh, I'll start with uh, Alex on this one. I mean, we're the second youngest team in NBA history. Is it really that? Is it really that necessary? I think he means. Let me see here. How crucial is it for experience to get in the playoffs? I think he means like how crucial is playoff? Experience? Oh, okay. Experience for the future. For the future. Okay. Yes. Oh, I think it's it's big time. Yeah, I think it's big time. I think not just not just this game coming up, but the lead up to get to this game. Um, and also the the reward at the end of you know eighty one games where you got to sit you know, your starters because you didn't have to you know your your spot was solidified. Um, 
I think this team learned a lot. And I think, you know, they learned a lot of what it takes to get to that point. Now we're going to learn what it takes to, to move forward from this point. Um, but I, I do think it is very important moving forward. But you come. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely valuable. It's part of the reason why I wanted us to be here so bad. You get the experience in this moment, even if we lose to the Pelicans in this first game, even if we lose in the second game to the Timberwolves or the Lakers, you still get a lot of valuable experience from this. Like, I really do believe Shea is going to have a huge performance. Um, I almost said tomorrow, but Wednesday because he's been here and done this in the playoffs before. He's been here twice, once with us, once with the Clippers in his rookie season. It's his first one as a one option, but even still, Shea has this experience. I think he's going to do a great job. Same with why I believe Lou Dort is going to have a good game. I, he's been here. He did it in a game seven, even in his rookie year as an undrafted player that joined the rotation halfway through the year while guarding one of the greatest scorers of all time. I'm really excited to see what Lou Dort does. And I think he has a great performance too. The experience matters, especially when you are, you know, the second youngest team in NBA history. And actually I believe after the trades were once again, the youngest team in NBA history. If I, I think I saw a stat recently that says that we actually are once again, the youngest team. Oh, nice. Yeah. So this is the youngest team that there's ever been in the league. We're younger than uh, some college teams. Moose so. was holding us back from the step. <laughs> so oh, now there goes a moose shot. What is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Dylan. Uh, but we'll yeah. I mean, Hope you're doing Ger- well. Geriatric moose shot. Um, but yeah, experience no. is really valuable. I think I said this like a month or two ago that I find. Yeah, getting another, you know, 10% in draft odds versus getting in this year was way more valuable. Um, And Alex, I think you just said it best, man. It's kind of like you play a full season, right? Then you get up to that next level. It's like, hey, I'm in the play-in. And it kind of creates this um, addiction, you know, because that's what I think it kind of becomes whenever you're at that level in playing basketball. It's, It's like... Yeah, we're all good, but I want more. I want, I want more. Yeah, I want to be better than this guy. I want to be better than this team, and um, I think that it's just a huge, 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 huge uh, benefit for us right now. And I think that it's 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 going to pay way more dividends than what we think of, even if we lose this game and we're done for the season. Um, I just think I just think it's going to be so huge for these guys going into next year. Yeah, and you know, I'm gonna kind of go a different way. I mean, I'm I'm not saying it's not important at all. Like that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you guys all said that, so I'm gonna kind of go a different way of how it's important. Is this is important for the organization as a measuring stick to see where you're at with the other teams in the Western Conference to see what you need, what you're missing to take the next step of the level to see what you have in some of these players because, you know, Shea. Let's face it, like he's still, you know. He's, he's not gimpy, but, like, he's still nursing, not injuries, but, like, um, yeah, I, I guess injuries is the word. I don't, I don't want to say I, I was trying to go back to the, you know, there's a difference between playing hurt and playing injured. And like, Shea's playing hurt right now. Um, you know, he, I mean, he's powering through it. And at this point of the season, there's not a lot of guys that don't have some type of injury. But – you kind of see what guys are made of at this point of the season, you know, seeing them push past their injury and, you know, um, 
you know, outperform, you know, what they, you would think they could do, you know, playing hurt or whatever. Um, there's guys that, especially in this game and the game that we're talking about, like this is win or go home. Like this is the season for both teams. And like, there's going to be guys going out there going for broke, like you know, putting it all out there in this game. Like you're going to see what guys are made of and you know what you have in those guys. So I think this is important, not only for the players, but it's important for the organization and, you know, just a sense of a measuring sense of where you are as a team and where you, what kind of players you have and what kind of mentality these players have, what kind of resolve these players have, you know, all these different things. So it's, it's important in a lot of different areas. Yeah. And I mean, like you were saying, this is a, I mean, this is a big off season for us. Like this is our, like, we've reached a point where now you can't really tank going forward. So what do you do? We know what the new CBA looks like. We've got check coming back. You know, maybe we make some changes, although I wouldn't be surprised if we kind of kept it mostly the same heading into next season with maybe a couple different changes just mm-hmm. to see what it looks like with Chet. But this is our real chance to figure out what it's going to look like in a playoff scenario, like you were saying, who steps up, who doesn't, what changes do we have to make against the team in the Pelicans, who, if Zion can stay healthy for a season, will be one of our biggest competitors for the next few years. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really exciting. I'm just glad we've got this opportunity. Regardless of what happens, I'm glad we've gotten the chance to go ahead and show you know, what we're capable of in this type of format. And I really hope this team just goes out and puts on a show, regardless of what happens on Wednesday even though yeah. I hope we win. So. Yeah, for sure. A um, couple more questions. Hayden Whitler, at Wheatley Hayden says, um, how many minutes will Chet play in his debut on Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? No, no, no. You know what? I, I, I put this in a tweet previously. If the Thunder aren't listing him as doubtful just to create some sort of unease uh, from, the, from the Pelicans, they're, they're not, they're not <laughs> using that yes. correctly. Yeah, they're not using that correctly. So, um, unfortunately, I, I think it's going to be zero. It's funny because, you know, you look up and, like, today at, like, 3 p.m. Eastern, I think, was when playoff rosters were supposed to be submitted. And I can't find anywhere where the playoff rosters are or anything. But I just remember a few years ago when Kawhi was at San Antonio and he was hurt all year. Uh, I remember it was, like, a big storyline. Kawhi was on the playoff roster and everybody was like, wait a minute. Is Kawhi going to be playing in these playoffs? Ultimately, he didn't, but it put the seed of doubt in teams' minds. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, I uh, I, I want to see the Thunder playoff roster is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it would be so funny if Chet came out and it was – or even if they just put him in as doubtful and it was like, oh, my God, what's happening? But They know, should dress him. They should dress him, let him go through the whole warm up with the headband. With the headband, yeah, headband. Chet, come out there. You guys Uh, are thinking too small. No, you're thinking too small. Make him available and make everybody geek out real quick, and then him not even play. Chet Willis Reed home. (laughs) Let him do a Giannis in the All Star game. Let him do the tip off. Get him a quick dunk and then immediately foul. So. <laughs> yep. Just to just to terrify the Pelicans and they're like, oh my god, what was our ga- our game plan was all off. Uh, but yeah, I don't think he does anything substantial. Forty eight minutes in the playing game. Yeah, that's yeah true. I mean, hey, he's fresh. He's fresh. So. He hasn't played. All, he hasn't played all season. Come on, this is his chance. We've been saving him for this moment. There it is. There's the shot from Cone right at Chet. Uh, that was that was a, a leap of faith saying that he could come into his first NBA game and it'd be in the playing tournament, make a big impact, and play 48 minutes. 
All right, last question here before we get into our play and picks at Sarah Rebuild. The aforementioned Sarah Rebuild, who made the awesome Shea picture, um, asks, who do you think we watched play their last Thunder game yesterday? And I'm just going to go ahead and say, let's take out Jared Butler. Let's take out Olivier Saar. Those are the low-hanging fruit. Make it difficult on yourself. Who do you think you saw played their last game as a Thunder? Nobody, because we play on Wednesday. Yeah. I'm being really some technical. Of these guys right are now. playing the Thunder game. Well, I'm, I'm I'm joking here. I was being okay. stupid. I'm sorry. Jeez. No. Um. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be bold. Uh-oh. And I'll say. Uh, Don't Poku. you say it. Who'd you say? Poku. Poku oh. didn't play. Well, hot damn! What do you want from me, man? You want like the seven players <laughs> that played? Yeah, I think I think it might be Trey Mann's last game. Yeah, it's Trey Mann's last game. I think, I think that uh, I think it's JRE. I think those are the two names. Yeah, yeah. I have to agree. Uh, I I think Trey I think Trey Mann sticks around. Good I do. I, if I had to pick someone, I think it's Jeremiah Robinson Earl. But mm-hmm. I do I do think Trey Mann sticks around. Oh, spicy. I would I would genuinely be surprised if he's gone. See, I, I think just, that he could be in a trade up trade. Yep, that is possibly. that is very possible. But that's kind of what I'm ha- hoping for for him, J. Rob, and Poku. And I'll be I, sad I, if it happens, but I think that I, that's yeah. a possibility. I don't I know if I'll have man. the heart to tell my dad when Poku gets traded. That's, <laughs> that's his favorite player. I think I think with Trey Man, I, I think he had a longer runway with this team, being that he was you know, the 16th pick or the, the 18th pick um, in that, you know, two years ago as compared to J-Rob. But um, the, I, I completely didn't think about the scenario, Dylan, and I could definitely see him being a, a commodity, something that somebody wants in a trade-up. And so – Dang, when yeah. that triple-double at the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, – yeah, I mean – I like Trey Man. Like I love the flashes that we saw last year, and even some of them this year. Um, I I just think that there's a style that this team likes to play that he doesn't necessarily fit. Um, and I think that you know he would be an asset to another team that will you know kind of maximize the strengths. And also, you know, just just staying in my draft shots. We took the wrong Trey in this draft, so there's that. UVA legend Trey Murphy. Oh, God, I will imagine if we had Trey Murphy right now. Shout out to shout out to UVA legend. I knew I knew he was going to be good. No one believed. Everyone believed me. I'm just trying to be annoying, but no one believed me. <laughs> no one believed me when I told people. I love it. All right, guys, let's get to our play-in picks. So tomorrow night, the Hawks play the Heat. The Timberwolves play the Lakers. Uh, let's go around. Uh, starting with Jerry. Jerry, who's your pick for the Hawks Heat game? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Heat just because of their pedigree and kind of what they come from as far as coaching. And, uh, I mean, Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is always just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hero is taking a jump this year. Um, I think that the Heat are going to be the team to, the, to win that one. And then, um, I mean, you got to go Lakers just with everybody sitting out with the Wolves. I think it would have been a little bit more interesting with Gobert playing and Jaden McDaniel's not breaking his hand stupidly on the way to the locker room. Uh, but uh, got to go Lakers there. 
All right, yeah, I'm going with Heat over Hawks as well. Um, not only for all the reasons that Jerry said, but uh, the Heat. I think I heard a stat that said last year, whenever they played in the playoffs, the Heat held Trey Young to 15 points per game, which is just astonishing. Granted, he has Dejounte Murray this year, so it's a little bit different, but. Miami Heat are a playoff bred. Jimmy Butler's an animal in the playoffs, and apparently Udonis Haslam can hit threes now. So and catch lobs. Yeah, and catch lobs. So um, the Lakers Timberwolves game. I'm obviously going with the Lakers as well. I think that they have the second best record since the All Star break, since the trade deadline, whatever. Like they've revamped that roster. Jerry Vanderbilt, Michael Beasley, D'Lo are all helping out. Austin Reeves has become a real free throw merchant. Um, LeBron's kind of playing backseat to, to the Anthony Davis show. And the last time that the Lakers played Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Davis made, just made Carl Anthony Towns look like a child. So yeah, I'm going with the Lakers there. Uh, let's go to Alex. Um, I'm, I'm going to go counter. I'm going to go with the Hawks Ooh. in the East game, and then I'm going to go Lakers in the uh, in the West game. Okay. But you come. Uh, I'm boring. I'm going Heat. They've got Jimmy Butler, like exactly like you mentioned. They absolutely clamped Trey Young last year. The Hawks are just kind of a mediocre team. I think the Heat are easily the best of the Eastern Conference playing teams. And again, they have Jimmy Butler. I'm not betting against Jimmy Butler in this scenario. And then the West, I too am also going to go to the Lakers. I think they win. Uh, if they, the Timberwolves had Jay McDaniels to guard LeBron James, maybe that changes things. Or Rudy Gobert to guard Anthony Davis, maybe. But they don't have either of those guys. So it's I don't think it's going to be very pretty. It's in Los Angeles. I think the Lakers win it pretty comfortably. Yeah. Oh, all right, and then going into Wednesday, we got the Bulls playing the Raptors, and of course the Thunder playing the Pelicans. Um, let's go. Let's go back to Jerry. Jerry, Bulls Raptors game. Man, this one's tough. Um, it's ugly. Yeah, because they both suck. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna have to go. I think I'm gonna go Bulls here. I think I'm gonna go Bulls. And the reason why is just some of the reports, you know, about Nick Nurse. It doesn't seem like he's too engaged anymore. It seems like he's kind of over their crap up there. Um, and that team just, they're either going to be really good or they're going to be really bad. Um, but I think Billy, I think Billy figures it out in a playing game for some reason. I don't know why I'm even going this way, but I am. Uh, this is not a playoff game. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, the other one was Thunder us. Pelicans. I mean, why even ask me that question? Get out of here. Next. I didn't, but you decided to answer it. Yep, next. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, for me, I'm going with the Raptors over the Bulls. Um, Billy Donovan just continually fumbles the bag in the postseason unless he has Kevin Durant on this team. Um, and the Raptors, I think that between OG and Anobi, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, they got crazy defenders to throw at Levine, DeMar DeRozan, make it difficult on them. I would generally think this game could be in like, can end up in like the eighties, nineties in terms of score. Cause you got two crazy defenses going at each other. Yeah. Nineties, so. nineties Eastern conference basketball. Yes, sir. Yes. So it's going to be pack, hideous. Pack the paint. Pack hideous. The paint, baby. And then of course I'm going with the Oklahoma city thunder to be victorious over the New Orleans Pelicans. Shea goes Alexander. It's a crazy game. Josh Giddy does uh you know has his fingerprints all over the game and J Dub, Lou Dor and J Will, Boom Williams just locks in defensively with Isaiah Joe and Aaron Wiggins just killing people off the bench. So 
that's my prediction. Alex? Uh, I got Toronto uh, beating Chicago. Um, I just – I see more talent on Toronto than I do in Chicago. Um, and then I'm going to go against all you guys. I'm, no, I'm joking. I'm going to go with the Thunder. Yeah. I wouldn't have been. See, what's funny is I wouldn't have been surprised if you were just. <laughs> no. I'm being realistic, man. No, I'm going Thunder. Uh, Hell, man, let's, let's, your name is Pelican Killer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's, yeah let's that would be, be our friend. Let's let's be the first 10 seed to go ahead and 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 win this uh this playing game. It's never happened. This actually, if you would have answered the Pelicans, this would have been your last. Pod on Topic Thunder, by the way. So, just like Trey Man. Alex was a founder. We brought you in. Yeah, we brought you in, cuz. Hey, hey. You just turn your back brought on us. Brought you into this world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Turned your back on us, buddy. I'm just about to turn into some mafia shit. Like, no. <laughs> you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. All right, anyways. That was right. the worst Italian mafia boss. <laughs> They're like, were you Irish there? Italian mobsters. Yeah, hey. that was Irish mob. Sorry, you, you sounded you sounded, like the little, you sounded like the little mole mobsters on uh, Zootopia. That, that's what I was going for. That's literally what well, I was there going you go. for. Good job. Damn, you pulled it off then. It was right. terrible. All right, Calum, what's your picks, man? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Raptors. Uh, Bulls have been the best defense in the league since the All Star break, which is super weird. But at the same time, I think Siakam's the best player in the. In, I almost said series, uh, best player in the game, and I just the Raptors. I think Jakoparto also adds another dimension to that team. They'll get it done, even though I don't think they're very good. And I am a walking curse. Everything I say is the exact opposite. So yes. I'm going to pick the New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in the playing game. Uh, Brendan Ingram will stop us. Shea can't seem to do anything. It's an absolute disaster. We get destroyed. No chance whatsoever. Uh, so bro. I'm going with the New Orleans Pelicans. Bro, if we actually win. win. <laughs> the cone curse is in our favor. I will do nothing to jeopardize this. I just hey, really? need to say really fast, there's no shot the Thunder win the finals. There is absolutely no shot the Thunder win this playing game. There's no shot we win the next one after that, and there's no chance that we win the finals and make some kind of deep Cinderella run. There's no shot Chet Holmgren comes back. There's no shot Chet Holmgren comes back and plays 32 minutes, putting up a double-double with 15 points, 12 rebounds, and four blocks. Man, the sports books are scrambling right now. They don't know what to do. They're terrified. It's like draft night all over again. <laughs> Cone said what? I love it. I love it. Well, fellas, uh, we've gone about an hour and a half on this game. I'm very excited. Like, it's it's going to be fun. Like Cone was saying, like, either way, this is going to be an absolute ride. It's going to be an absolute blast. It's going to be a great game. Um, and, yeah, I really look forward to it. Next time, you know, we'll be we'll be previewing our next playing game when in which we play the uh, winners of the – I wish because we're going to lose. <laughs> In which we play the losers of the Timberwolves and Los Angeles Lakers. Keep going, Cone. Keep going. Keep yeah, going. Keep, we need the uh, yeah, after that, we'll be previewing um, you know, the Pelicans playing the, draft. the Lakers or the Timberwolves. We'll be <laughs> yeah. talking about the draft because the Thunder season is over. We'll um, be talking media day, actually. Exit interviews is what we'll be talking about. Yeah, we'll yeah. be talking exit interviews. Oh, my God. Everyone's requesting a trade. What's going on? It's all going so wrong. What happened? <laughs> it was amazing beforehand. Uh, it's a real shame that we got absolutely, absolutely demolished in that play-in game. Gosh damn it! If I the just reverse want to curse clear. doesn't work, I'm gonna cry. I'm just saying. There, what, what, no curse. What are you talking about? This is my my pure unfiltered thoughts. 100. percent He's being real, man. I'm Make, being, a I'm being Make a video. Make a video.
I've made I've made videos for smaller things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, now next part we'll be talking about the the next playing game. Uh, we'll be doing our playoff. Uh, picks and we'll also be doing our award picks and once the awards are announced i actually have documented who everybody picked for the award picks so we will track our progress on that one and hey, crazy uh, crazy question uh oh award picks no 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 does isaiah joe get any any love for six man of the year i don't think no. so absolutely no. not Why? i think he i think he could get like a third place vote for most improved maybe like I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if someone randomly throws him in there. It just it there's too many other candidates that have been way better. Like granted, he was like the catalyst on that Dallas Mavs game that you know kind of turned us around for the season. That but... gave us the tiebreaker. That yeah. yes, yeah. So yeah. like uh, that's changing. huge. But I just yeah, I just think there's way too many other candidates out there. Did oh, yeah. Russell Westbrook get put on the ballot for six men of the year? Yes. <laughs> He'll be on the ballot. He won't get many votes. Tierney okay. picked him. Yeah, I do Tierney remember picked that. him in a game that he, as we were watching a game that he started. <laughs> yeah, he started for the first like four or five games of the season, and he still picked him. Oh, that was so funny. I mean, Boy. he was on the right track if he would have stayed on that team. I don't yeah, know. Thank God he didn't. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, we'll be talking about all that in the next podcast. Uh, oh yeah, fellas, we gotta do share your name really quick. We haven't done it in a while. Just. We do, we do, because I I have exciting news, and I will I'll say it afterwards. So, well, let's go to you, Alex, since you're so against it. <laughs> Alex throws a shot at Dylan now as the podcast organizer. Come my, on, my 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 nay is that we have to literally wait like 48 hours for this freaking game to happen. Like, yeah. that's my nay. That's it. That's all I got. Shade. I'm alive. There, there you go. Like Congrats, it. Alex. <laughs> Way to go, man. We really appreciate you for playing the game. <laughs> All right, but you go. Uh, Shay, is that uh, you, the YouTube views are popping off right now with the playoffs happening, which is super exciting. Um, yes, so channel, YouTube channel is looking real good at the moment. And yeah, the day yeah. is that uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to lose the playing game to the New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> on Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Central. It's it's a real shame. I love it. Yeah, if you guys aren't already, be sure to subscribe to our boy on YouTube. It's a uh, three cone no without underscore. an underscore. No so, underscore. I changed, I changed the brand. There you go. Uh, Jerry, Shay and Nay, brother. My shay is that I'm a Thunder fan and I'm in this position this year, uh, regardless yes, of where I'm at. So um, I have absolutely counted this season as a big fat W, um, regardless if we win or lose on Wednesday. Um, my nay, it, I really didn't have one. And then um, I showed up to my house, and I don't know if you guys can tell, I haven't moved <laughs> my garage in the last 20-ish minutes, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, so my wife, for some reason, decided to lock the garage door <laughs> coming into the house, mm-hmm. and um, oh, we're God. like this household that's like just psychotic. Like We only use our garage, you know, our entry into the house, garage door, and I don't have any keys on my key ring whatsoever. <laughs> haven't since we've moved into the house. But this is the first, and uh, she's not going to be too happy after we get done recording this and me having to go bang on the window <laughs> to go wake her up. So, um, 
that's not going to be fun, guys. So y'all say a prayer for me, uh, some Hail Marys, whatever you're into. Oh, when you wake up, Nina, um, it's, it, there's going to be hell to pay. Oh, man. Just, <laughs> I hope that it doesn't happen. Please just don't let that happen. Um, that's it. But um, <laughs> but if that doesn't happen, I might be sleeping out in the car tonight. And, um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that yet. So <laughs> um, Currently mid-between Shay and Nay at that moment. Yeah, like uh... I'm, I'm amped up to be a Thunder fan, but I am not amped up to be in the <laughs> position I'm in right now because it is not fun. Like my cat is over here meowing like a maniac on the other side of the door. Like, come on in. Come on. I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could. I can't do it. I've called her like four times already. Called her a goober to come open up the door, and yeah, nothing's happened yet. So there's some cats that'll jump up and like hit the handle if it's like one of those long handles, but yeah. Dylan, they, can't, they can't twist the knob though. We're not watching Zootopia right now, okay? Like this is real life. That's cats the second don't do that. Zootopia reference in this podcast. That's well, crazy. Because yeah, it was an animal. It's gotta be a record. You sounded really stupid saying that. So um, <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm just in a good mood now. Real quick, I something I wanted to bring up all throughout the pod that I forgot about. Uh, with that document that's tracking the NBA award votes, I want to quickly let everyone know that Shea at the moment is currently set up to make if the, from the votes that we know so far, uh, Shea and Donovan Mitchell are pretty much dominating the All NBA first team votes for guards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Donovan yeah. Mitchell has five of them. Um, Shea has four of the possible votes. He's got twenty points. Donovan Mitchell's twenty eight. The next closest player is uh, Luca with eleven, but he's hell yeah. It seems most likely like it, if the voting keeps going the way is it's going to be Shay and Donovan Mitchell probably on. Don't worry, which... the, the LA media will come in and put Austin Reeves in there for some stupid ass reason. Shay is also uh, on the in that um, document there. Shay is also has five of the ten fifth place MVP votes. So pretty impressive. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Love to see it. Yeah, I think it, it's pretty unanimous. Jalen Williams is going to be second in Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Um, Mark Degnall second for Coach of the Year is looking like a real possibility. Other, oh, yeah, and then Shea, of course, second for MIP over, or under Laurie Markinen. But, yeah, so that's fun. Yeah. Good luck getting inside, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, this is – I don't even know what I'm doing with my life right now. Like, I'm literally, like, contemplating what I can do because, like, you can't break into my house because I literally have, like, everything – it's that's a warning up. to everyone listening yeah. you can't do it like you'd be making a lot of noise if you even tried to and even then you don't want to do that because then you wake me up and then i would just shoot you um <laughs> so i will but, find you entering my house yeah but it. i don't know how this is gonna work i i, I truly don't i'm actually kind of concerned right now um my hey, he's got 20 if, 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 if you can't you can't see this video but he's literally got his hand by his mouth like his teeth are chattering or some shit like that. <laughs> Bro, he looks like, like he I'm, looks like the thinker. Yeah, <laughs> no, because I, I really am trying to think. Like, how can I try to get this? Because I have a screwdriver. Oh, I'm not gonna break God. anything. Yeah, I'm. This is either gonna happen. This is a likely scenarios. I'm gonna go knock on the window for a few minutes, sit there and just wait and hope to God that she just opens the door. Um, two, she wakes up any moment now to go pee. And looks at her phone and says, "Oh my gosh, she's outside." Um, or three, I'm going to be sleeping in my car in the garage somehow. So uh, just thankful that it is a beautiful night here in Oklahoma City, a, a brisk 50 degrees. There are less um, comfortable places to sleep than your car. 
I mean, you're not wrong there, but like you just, could have to sleep on the concrete of a garage floor. <laughs> you're not wrong there either. It's just this is you can sleep on your car. Uh, I'm oh, there you go. Here. Yeah, call Alex. I don't, uh, yeah, I'm just not. I'm not too excited about this. So everybody that's laughing at me right now, you're you're welcome <laughs> for the free laugh. Um, Love it. Good lord, I'm gonna have to go put keys on my key ring now, and I think that's the part that I'm like <laughs> most pissed off about right now. I'm like really mad. I'm just like I can't even get to my own house right now. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to my Chardonnay so we can yeah, get please. Jake figure this out. So please. My nay has just been this entire past month, like everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. We closed on our house the day after Nova was admitted into the PICU. Uh, anytime he started to get better, he got worse. He's been sick. He's had surgery. All So, so many things. Um, so we finally get moved in the house this Saturday. Uh, so many things just go wrong, break that I have to try to fix. Um, but my shay is that I am learning how to fix them. Jerry, shout out Jerry, he's been very helpful in fixing some of these things. And also, um, breaking news tomorrow, Nova will be coming home for the first time in a month. So Let's go. That is that is the big shay. <laughs> Let's go. Nova's gonna get inside before Jerry does. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh damn it, Connor. <laughs> Hopefully this is a reverse curse too. Be a reverse curse. Be a reverse curse. Be a reverse curse. Please. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, we're going to get off here so Jerry can try to find a way into this house. But, um, yeah, the Thunder play in less than 48 hours, it's going to be magical. It's going to be glorious. And the vibes are going to be immaculate. So, until then, hope everybody has a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always... Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 